When you're in the midst of the struggle of being overweight and nothing you do is working or it feels that way and you just feel bad about yourself and you don't like how you look and you don't like to look at yourself and you're embarrassed by yourself and you're depressed about it, even if you told me you still find me attractive, I would not be able to hear it. Welcome to the Secure Marriage Podcast, where we believe it's possible to fight less, feel understood, and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. We're your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore, and on today's episode, How Can a Husband Love His Overweight Wife? This is going to be a personal one. Yeah. You ready? I am. Are you sure? Yep. Okay. Let's go. Thanks, honey. Here's a question. I have a wonderful husband who has never said anything about my weight. We have seven children, ages four to 21. Wow. Wow. I have put on quite a bit of extra weight over the years. I looked in the mirror and I hate the way I look and have struggled for years to change it. Life and anxiety keep getting in my way and I am a self-sabotaging nut! Exclamation point. My husband says he is still attracted to me. How is this possible? He's a good looking guy. He could honestly do so much better. I know there is a lot to attraction and confidence helps, but I don't have a lot of that lately. Explain to me, if you can, how can you still be attracted to your overweight wife, who, by the way, is depressed a lot of the time and feels like a failure in so many ways? Uh, I think we can speak to that pretty easily. Do you want to speak to that? Yeah, and that's fine. Okay. It's fine. I have been on a journey and I have been there. So, and it's actually kind of funny because... I have been working on losing a little bit of the weight that I may have possibly gained on our five cruises that we went on last year. And I had actually just put my weight into my weight tracker this morning. And typically when I put it in there and I've had a loss, it goes, yay or hooray or something like that. And that's what I was doing at the beginning of this. But I think I adjusted something in there. And so I'm actually below where I wanted to get to. So it didn't actually give me the hooray. So I was a little disappointed <laughs> because you like the hooray. And the I do. Hands that come yes. up from the bottom. You know, praise, uh-huh. you know, you love that. Sure. So uh, I just find that's an interesting topic that we've picked for today. And I had no idea that's what you were going to do. So yeah. tell me what she's feeling. She's describing herself as unattractive. Yeah. She's disappointed and discouraged with herself. She doesn't like to look at herself in the mirror. She can't understand why her husband still loves her. Yeah. Again, this isn't well, this isn't a situation where she's complaining about her husband. No. She's actually her yes, glad she's she has a good husband. Incredibly confused how a husband could still love her when she doesn't look like she did when they got married. Yeah. And yeah, I can relate to that because after we got married and I had four kids I was very, very overweight. And as a matter of fact, I didn't realize, I don't know if I didn't realize or if I was in denial or what, that I was as overweight as I was. But I do know that I hated myself. I struggled with depression and not necessarily because I was overweight, but I'm sure that the overweight added to the depression that I was already feeling. And it was a pretty vicious cycle of I would feel bad about myself and then I would use food to punish myself. And I really could not understand how you could be attracted to me, even amidst all of that. And I would have to say probably, and correct me if I'm wrong, that wasn't great for you to have to walk through that experience with me. But I think attraction goes beyond physical 
after you've been married for a few years, or at least it feels like that's how it should be. Attraction is like all the tingles and the good feelies and all of that kind of stuff and the chemicals that your body produces when you're not married. And then you get married and you still have that for a little while. And then that goes away. And then real attraction or real love kicks in. And you love the person for who they are, not because of what they look like, because looks are going to disappear. We get old, looks go away, but you love the person who they are on the inside, their character, their personality, what they bring to the marriage, how they make you a better person or all of those things fall into why a husband can still be attracted to his wife, even if she is greatly overweight. And women, for myself, I'll speak for myself, that is incredibly difficult to understand. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever, Mm -hmm. especially now it makes more sense to me. But when you're in the midst of the struggle of being overweight and nothing you do is working or it feels that way and you just feel bad about yourself and you don't like how you look and you don't like to look at yourself and you're embarrassed by yourself and you're depressed about it, even if you told me you still find me attractive, I would not be able to hear it. It just would not make any sense whatsoever to me. Why do you think that is? Why do you think that that message doesn't sink in? What gets in the way? I don't know. My own insecurities about myself. Yeah. So. It's your own self-perception, which argues against my perception of you. Yeah. And because you live with yourself a lot more in your head 24-7 and I come in and out of your life throughout the day and my message isn't nearly as strong as yours. There's also a confirmation bias because if you look at yourself and go, I am overweight and I don't like myself, how can anyone else Exactly, yes. And so I will filter out all the positive messages that don't agree with my internal message of I don't like myself and I shouldn't be liked. Right. And so you discount those messages. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I would argue for this gal who wrote in, it's the confirmation bias. She doesn't like herself. And so she dismisses any other message, especially from her husband. Right. Which counters that stronger message within herself. Right. And being able to admit that, being able to own that and say, I don't like myself right now. I'm disappointed in myself. Right. I'm discouraged. She's given a little bit of rationale as to why she can't lose weight, the anxiety. I mean, seven kids, holy smokes. Oh, my word, yes. How do you have time just to make a bowl of cereal for yourself, let alone do something as hard as lose weight? Right. It's incredibly difficult. And add your personality type in there as well. There's type A personalities who could have seven kids and be on top of everything and just be like, get it taken care of. We had four, not seven, but four that was a lot for me. So just taking care of them was full time. And I was too exhausted to think about taking care of myself. And I am also a giver. And so don't take care of yourself, take care of everybody else. And at some point I even burned out on that. And so seven kids. Can we talk about one other area of this that I know that I was aware of in my life when you were overweight, significantly overweight? I was totally afraid to tell you. I was totally afraid to confront you. 
I yeah. can remember a couple times trying to talk about it and your defensiveness any sort of criticism, any sort of thing that conveyed or confirmed this negative belief you yeah. had about yourself was actually too overwhelming. It's too oh, yeah. devastating. Yeah. And I was afraid to be honest with you and say, honey, you need to get help. Honey, you this is out of control. And that's why I think you weren't aware of how bad it actually was. Right. And there was a little bit of denial in there. Sure. Um, but that was that fell on me. I was too afraid to confront you or challenge you lovingly, right. kindly, respectfully, of course, appropriately. Of course. But I was still too afraid to do anything that would cause conflict or hurt my wife. Right. I didn't want to hurt you. Or anything that would trigger me. I can think of a specific time when we were somewhere and went to get something to eat and I was eating French fries and you said to me, I don't remember how you worded it, but it was something to the effect of you don't really need those. Right. And it was like, and I was thinking, why is he telling me that? How rude. He's eating French fries. Yeah. I'm not allowed to eat French fries. Yeah. I mean, it just triggered me instantly. And yeah. so your attempt to help me maybe eat less or curb or better or better, yeah. it didn't come across real well to me. It just was a trigger for me. Because so, you weren't actually asking me to help you. Exactly. You weren't actually open and receptive to any sort of feedback from your husband. Right. Because you just weren't in that state. Exactly. And I learned that and I kept my mouth shut. Yeah. I I'm answer, sorry. That's okay. I can answer the question why her husband is still attracted to her. Uh-huh. Because I'm the husband. Yeah. And I got to be on that half of the equation. Sure. When I married you, it wasn't a decision I made that was dependent upon you. I made a commitment to love and accept you no matter what. Yeah. And because that is important to me, I want to be a man of integrity. I sure. want to be a man who honors my word, even when there are things that are disappointing. And it was very disappointing to watch your body change and to not have the same wife that I married. Right. <laughs> after all this stuff, after four kids and everything else like that. Um, but that wasn't a deal breaker for me. That wasn't a, you are now making me unhappy, so I'm going to trade up. I'm right. going to trade you in and get a better model. That's not Whew. how relationships work for people who have this mindset. Right. We have something to work on now and we've got to figure out our communication and I got to figure out how to lovingly love and support you, but also challenge you. You have to learn how to be open and receptive to your input from your husband. You need to have a better self-image of yourself. There's lots of stuff that needs right. to go into this and I'm willing to work that out with you rather than just bailing out on yeah. you. And that wasn't easy. No, I imagine it wasn't. But like you said, I don't love you because of something that is temporal. Your looks. My looks, by the way. Okay. <laughs> I think you're still pretty handsome. I appreciate that. I actually think I'm actually trending upwards rather than what I looked like. You should see me in high school. There's no way anyone would have found me attractive. So the well, gray hair and the wrinkles, I think, are actually helping out. I, I okay. Men get lucky with that because, again, we might trend up a little bit, but I got a little belly on me. I'm overweight. I don't have this Herculean six-pack body. And sometimes I go, why are you attracted to me? Because you, your heart, your personhood, our bond yeah. is what is attractive. 
Yes. Not the occasional bad hair day or what you look like every morning when you wake up or my bad breath when <laughs> I roll over to try to kiss you. Are you telling you me I don't about, look good when I wake up in the morning? No, I'm telling you that I have really bad breath in the morning. <laughs> okay. And you have no problem telling me that because you turn away and start to dry heave. <laughs> and, uh, I, and But I know that you still love me despite that. Yeah, I do. I I feel all warm and connected, cozy to you right now. It's yeah. wonderful. And this is what I don't think a lot of people get to. They are more focused on this type of marriage, which is actually utilitarian or um, commoditized in some way. If you don't make me happy, then I'm not going to spend any more time on you. And I'm just going to go find somebody else that makes me happy. Right. It's very transactional which is also they never get to the meat and never get to the good stuff. Yeah. The bad breath, good stuff of love. <laughs> we actually talked about this a little bit in regards to my stupid little car out there. Tracy, mm. my 93 Honda. She is not pretty. She's not fast. She leaks like a sieve. Water comes in through the roof because she's a convertible. But I'm bonded to her. Yes. And I'm never going to sell that car. No. And I love driving it every day. And it gives me a smile. I drove it a lot yesterday, and I every time I get out, I turn around and look at it. When you're bonded to somebody, you love them no matter what. Yeah. And you are willing to put in the work to fix her dented fender and to fix her bent hood and to keep tuning her up rather than trading her in. Right. And here's what's nice. Here's where this metaphor goes weird. I'm married to the car that wants to tune itself up. <laughs> you have been working really hard to... Be healthier physically, but also mentally. Yes. You have been challenging yourself yeah. on so many things. I'm going to do something hard. That's why there's a wall full of medals hanging in our bedroom right now of all these tough mutters you've been doing because you've been challenging. You've gotten through this hard season yes. where you were overweight and depressed and yeah. discouraged and completely overwhelmed. And you have blossomed. And it's crazy because I never thought. I would ever get out of where I was at. Yeah. I thought I was trapped there forever. Yeah. And I didn't know how I was going to live with myself like that for the rest of my life. Yeah. But I really did not see any end to it. And man, I am so thankful that I have. I don't like where I was. I don't like to look back on that too much. I do, because if you don't look back at where you were at, it's so easy to fall back into sure. that. But that is part of what has made me who I am today. It is. It's part of your story. And I really like who I am. Oh, man. I absolutely love who you are. I've always loved who you are, but I like it when you like <laughs> who you are. Right. That's even more attractive right now. Talk about those warm fuzzies that you have. Yeah. I'm having them right now. So... Yeah, it's a long road and it's a hard road, but there's hope. Yeah. There really is. And it will come. Yeah. I am so thankful that this woman has a husband who she acknowledges is still kind and attracted yeah. to her. And is being the type of husband that so many women that we talk to would crave to have. Yeah, for sure. And... For this woman who wrote in, she's got a journey in learning how to love herself. Yes. And also how to become committed to improving herself. Right. Changing herself. Because I think that's helped a lot. When oh, you for sure. When you actually have lost a lot of weight. Yeah, for sure. You actually feel better about yourself. Right. And it just takes finding the one thing that works for yeah. you. I mean, yeah, I tried you. lots of stuff and finally found the one thing that works. And yeah. 
I am so thankful that you have the mindset and the commitment that you are going to walk with me through everything, whatever it is. And so I couldn't imagine having to do that alone. Yeah. This is actually how we came up with the name Secure Marriage. Yes. We don't have a perfect marriage. But we do have a secure marriage. So no matter what comes up, we are not quitting on each other. Right. We're not throwing exactly. in the towel. And when you and I both know that we have that security, it makes it actually possible to do harder stuff. Yes, absolutely. That's why we want to equip so many other couples to have that security, to have the mindset and the foundation laid to now be able to do the hard stuff. For some people, right. it's financial stuff. For some people, it's physical weight stuff. For other people, it's parenting stuff. For other people, it is history and uh, abuse recovery stuff. I mean, right. there's a lot of big deal-breaking kind of issues if you don't have this mindset that yes. says, I will unconditionally love and accept my spouse, no matter what. Yep. Well, I'm all warm and fuzzy towards you right now. Me too. Yeah, let's stop podcasting and stand up and give each other a hug. I think a that's second. a great idea. Okay. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. This is us. And it's an honor to show a little bit of behind the scenes with us as well. So thank you for your courage to talk about this. Yeah. This is a big one. So anyway, thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you next time. Alrighty. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.